Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Vent. This is Vent Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Let's get a cracking. Sabrina. Santos. Vent Weekly. Each episode, we get to the bottom of a topic we think is important. We live in a capitalist society. Yeah, from what we buy to how we behave, brands can have a lot of influence in our lives. And it seems pretty normal now for big corporations to run campaigns aimed at creating positive change in society, like the Starbucks hashtag Race Together campaign. But can you really have a conscious capitalism? I think it's everyone's responsibility to think about social justice at all times, including brands. I think if they have like valid points and they're uh, invested in social uh, justice issues, if it's legit that they're actually invested in social justice issues, then I think it's fine. But sometimes I think if it's a brand doing it and money is involved, it's hard to find that genuine. So we've invited presenter, writer and broadcaster Scully into the studio to talk about what conscious capitalism is. Hey Scully, could you introduce yourself please? I'm Scully. I present two shows on Represent Radio. One is mainly about new music, but the Sunday night talk show is more about topics that are important to the world, especially young people. And on top of that, I write articles and essays for a number of publications. So just to start the discussion, could you define what conscious capitalism is? So conscious capitalism to me is the idea of using capitalism to think about how we are affecting society. So straight off the bat, the name in itself seems like an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. So capitalism is generally the ideology that the needs of the business and the corporation come before everything else and that profit must be maximised as opposed to social needs of perhaps the workers, the audience, whatever. Mm. The bottom line is that profit must come first. Conscious capitalism to me is kind of, I wouldn't say the inverse of that, but it's prioritising the needs of the workers, the audience and the corporation all in line, all in tangent, so that everybody benefits from either the product or the profit. Nice. Could we just like discuss some examples of it? There was this one with Nike where they were buying a whole bunch of like football pitches for the community's use. Could we just get your opinion on those? So the Nike one is one that I found super interesting as somebody who is a fan of Nike and has worked with them before. It interests me because we're in a state where a lot of governments are in debt and are leaning on austerity 
to kind of maximise profit where they can and treating society generally as a massive business. It's kind of a massive issue for people at the bottom rungs of society. As a corporation, if you're looking ahead in the future, you kind of have to realise that at some stage, you actually need the consumers, the people in society to continue to either make money or make routes to make money so that you can continue to be profitable because there's no use being a massive corporation like a Nike or a Starbucks when there's no consumers to buy your products. So why is it now that we're like relying on these brands to like reach out to our communities and stuff? Isn't that like the responsibility of the government? I think it definitely is the responsibility of the government. And I think that's the issue. More and more we're seeing that capitalism is a flawed system. And that's not me using this opportunity to say that socialism is unflawed. But we're seeing capitalism is definitely flawed when at the end of the day, society is based on its people, right? That people are the bottom line. There's no society without a large group of people. But an ideology that places the profit before the people, there's always going to be someone who has to take the L and it's always going to be the people. I'm hopeful for conscious capitalism. At the same time, it does say a lot of scary things about our governments and our societies when we have to look to, like you're saying, Starbucks, a coffee company, and Nike. And those are the people that we're looking at to like look after us, <laughs> our society. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's mad. I definitely agree that it's it's obviously the government's responsibility. They should obviously be doing it. But at the same time, yeah, we're going to work on the government, obviously improving, listening to our voices. If they don't, I don't think companies shouldn't get involved just because I feel like they have a lot of money, first of all, and they do have a lot of influence on younger people. So, for example, if we're going back to Nike, a lot of younger people, especially younger boys, just look up to the brand because maybe their favourite athletes or their favourite celebrities are wearing the brand. So if we can get the brand maybe to have some sort of influence because they already have on maybe these important issues such as race, it will get their attention or get our attention. Another brand that tried to do campaigns that speak about social justice issues is Starbucks. They tried to do a campaign a few years ago about race, which massively bombed. So why has Nike been more successful than Starbucks with this stuff? The difference between Starbucks and Nike is that Starbucks' public persona is very different from Nike. So what do you guys think of when you think of Nike? Well, Nike is like one of my favourite brands, like for sure. Like from trainers to trackies Mm. to like, so it's not just shoes, isn't it? Like it's clothing wear and it's like even I play basketball. So Mm -hmm. a lot of my stuff is like Jordan, which is like related to Nike. Yeah, I feel like they have a great influence and it's not just with athletes now, it's with musicians as well, like with artists. A lot of these brands, they're like collaborating with artists or they're sponsoring artists and gifting them. Thinking about it now, my first experience of this conscious capitalism was when they opened, because I used to skateboard and they opened, Nike opened the skate Mm -hmm. park in Portobello because like Bay 66 or something like that. And like they, they fully sponsored it and it was like an indoor... It's, it's indoor outdoor it just has like a roof over it like a shelter and it was like it was sick because in the winters when it's cold and it's raining and it's like you still want to skateboard and the bowl down the road is like all wet and it's like very dangerous to skateboard in you know you just go down the road and you have like 
something that's been placed there by by a brand where before that you wouldn't really think they they really mm. cared because you're like oh like I'm buying these Nike SBs to skate in. At the end of the day, it feels like they're they're gaining more out of it. But and then when they turn around and they give you a your, your favorite thing to do is skateboard, they turn around and they build a skate park for you. It's almost as if like okay wait maybe they are paying attention to me and other people like me. You're right. It makes you want to invest more because you're like they get it, or at least even if they don't get it the whole way, they understand that it's important that using you skateboarding as an example, you buy Nike SBs and like Nike skate stuff means nothing if you can't mm-hmm. skateboard. So at least they're giving you the opportunity to to do your hobby, right? Starbucks, I don't think has the same luxury for a wealth of reasons. For one, the way it's marketed and the way it appears, like in mainstream media. Like, what what do you think of, Sabrina, when you think of, like, Starbucks? Like, what goes to your mind? So me personally, I'm not really a big fan of Starbucks. And especially when I heard about this Starbucks race campaign, because I know it was a whole hashtag that they were putting on cups Mm -hmm. and to make um, their employees to speak about this race issue. I feel like the intention was good, but the way that it was handled, like if we're comparing Starbucks to Nike, for example, I think, like you said, Nike is more in the culture and they're actually listening to people. Like, for example, when they did their whole brand with Colin Kaepernick, like you can tell they were actually Mm -hmm. listening to how people felt. Whereas this race campaign, I just felt it was like a trend that they're trying to market more than the actual issue that was there. But um, so when I actually think of Starbucks, I actually think about that issue of making trends or, you know, when you see it on Instagram or TikTok, like people getting Starbucks yeah, Tumblr and, and that. like the hashtag. Yeah, I just I just see it as like a, a white girl trend, if I'm being real. That's the point I was basically waiting for you to get to. Like it's seen as like a young, like teenage to like mid, late 20s, white girl, Frappuccino, very yeah. like luxury unnecessary not even really quite coffee yeah like overly priced like somewhat caffeine boost right so when it has a say on an issue that doesn't match what we perceive its core clients to be it seems very disingenuous that's like let's say i'm p diddy and i come to you guys and i say yeah i want to make an indie rock record based on like what was going on in the 70s in flipping Brighton, you guys are going to be like, what? Yeah. Like, you're P. Diddy. Why yeah. are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. This has nothing to do exactly. with your, your, your audience. And like, fair enough, my intentions and my motives can be genuine and there can be a real reason for that. But it's always going to be taken differently and judged harsher when it appears disingenuous. So looking at the guy who's behind the campaign, I reckon Starbucks probably were actually trying to be genuine. But I feel like they had more to do in that realm before they could actually kind of enter and and talk like that. I just feel like with the whole campaign, no offence, but you can tell a white person made the campaign and was like, yeah, this is really going to get the ethnic minorities going. Like, This is really going to be a great campaign. Whereas I feel like if they had a more diverse team behind the scenes, I think they would have put more, more thought into it. Most definitely, most definitely. Are there any examples of campaigns you've seen in general that you think make or don't make sense? Especially around, like, race. Like, I've I've noticed a few. I remember, like, H&M had one, I think it was. 
and and a few others race is a very touchy subject so if you're gonna do it you you gotta think about it and do it right so like you said the whole h&m one i was thinking of like the kendall jenner pepsi one where they tried to put her in the advert and make it as like hashtag black lives matter and it was so like why Boy. wasn't there one person on their team that actually stood up like you know what this is not a good idea how can they go that far with it <laughs> That is my least favourite advert of all time. And my biggest problem with it is she didn't even say Black Lives Matter. Like, she, yeah. if she said Black Lives Matter, yeah, I probably would allow it. But the, the actual premise of the advert, and this is actually divergent from and isn't conscious capitalism, what Pepsi did was they saw an issue mm. that was massive, which was Black Lives Matter, that was the biggest talking point in social quality mm. and social needs, like, basically in the world at that point, because of what was going on in America... And rather than thinking, how can we affect that? And like, how can we build together? Which at least, at least at the very least, that's what Starbucks were trying to do. What Pepsi did is, how can we fit that aesthetic to sell our product? So <laughs> what they actually did was, they took a protest that was clearly a Black Lives Matter protest, showed all of this inequality, and then just said, hey, it can be solved by a cool, refreshing Pepsi. That is a great example of somebody who has completely missed the point of conscious capitalism where was the logic in that and now their key person is cardi b so i feel like they're trying to hide what they've done going back to this um starbucks one as well with the hashtag mm -hmm. race campaign because they said they're going to get the employees to talk more about race issues but i don't know if you guys heard this in the news where a muslim person ordered starbucks and on the cup they wrote isis instead of their name Bruh. so you're gonna do this whole big race campaign but you you've got employees like that see now with that i feel like that's just the the employee again as you said their their intention was might have been genuine but their execution wasn't and now that one action of a, of a of that one employee who like you know there are people who in the world who just have that one cell in their brain that isn't connected that makes them do stuff like that and it's just like... But it wasn't just one employee. There was though. a lot of there, There's a lot of... Like, a lot like, of cases of it. No, no, there's a lot of cases of Starbucks employees being racist again and again. So I think that's another main reason why they did this campaign as well. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I think all um, brands want to appear nicer than they are. I do find it ironic that some brands who clearly have a lot of ethical issues to work through also at the same time use like like nod to social justice stuff in their advertising campaigns. Some may use it as a cover up, which is why you need to be sure that the brand that you follow is um, aligned with your values. I think the other thing about conscious capitalism is that you need to effectively impact the community or the world in a bigger way that, in, that is, like you say, Sabrina, it's bigger than just gestures. Like, 
a hashtag or a cup. Like, it's not actually changing how people view mm-hmm. me. Like, as a young black man, yeah, I can write race together on my water bottle right now and then go outside <laughs> and somebody can still just shout a racial slur at me. Like, the, the, the hashtag actually hasn't yeah. done anything. Like, what's, what's that doing? <laughs> like, nothing. But they could effectively pay their taxes and then that money could help people who need better school equipment Mm -hmm. or need better stuff in their hospitals in poorer areas where they're not getting the relief because the local government doesn't have the money due to austerity. But now, okay, cool. Now those kids in that area all get free inhalers. They haven't got to pay for inhalers. Now they've got money to go on school trips. They're enriched. They make it to uni. Do you get what I'm saying? Like Conscious capitalism should always be more than a gesture. But what I would say to that is that in a lot of these places where you know, they need newer equipment in schools and they need better equipment in hospitals, you wouldn't find a Starbucks in those areas. Do you get what I'm saying? Or it would be very rare to you. Now it's becoming very, very mainstream. Mm. For me, Starbucks is kind of like a lifestyle. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a statement. Like someone's (laughs) going to grab a coffee in the morning and go to work because they want their name on a cup. And like to them, Mm. that's a statement. Do you get what I'm saying? And I I, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, what, you you get your coffee from Costa. Like Starbucks is the the place to be. Like, (laughs) do you get what I'm saying? And and it really becomes that it's, it's, it's like a almost as if it's a fashion statement like you're wearing the latest shoes in it it's like oh i get my coffee from starbucks there's no substance to it do you know what i'm saying because if you then take it deeper into the the quality of the coffee and all of that nonsense like you're literally just paying to get your name on a cup with a logo on it i've been caught up in that not gonna lie like if i'm like going on holiday or something and i just grab like a a panini and a frappuccino like just do a little snap and that yeah of course like but and and that's the that's me getting pulled into it do you know what i'm saying just from seeing other people do it and then it's like okay this this is it's a style you know this is it this is it you're right because that's capitalism in action yeah we're essentially advertising for free to, for them. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we gaining? Where does that marketing budget now go? Mm. Because if that marketing budget was being taken away and given to the disadvantaged, I would, I would buy exactly. Starbucks every, every day. other day yeah. and post it up and be exactly, like, yo, you man, yeah. go Starbucks. Do you get what I'm saying? So if we're going to the future of conscious capitalism, in my opinion, I feel like for it to work, just reviewing all the things that we said in this conversation, I definitely feel like, number one, we should get more diverse employees and diverse people getting involved in these campaigns and not just racially, but also like financially, like where people grew up and people's like different people's backgrounds. If we were to do more conscious capitalism. Like I shouldn't go to Tesco's and then buy something from Tesco's and be like, I wish Tesco's was going to build a youth club in my area. Like that's actually not Tesco's Mm. job. But at the same time, I'd be very happy if massive brands would, first of all, like, pay your taxes. Like, everybody pay their taxes, like, the right amount of taxes. And then maybe even pay a little bit more, like, donate. And then give that money to the government, but under the guise of, all right, cool, we're going to stop hiding our money in tax havens and avoiding the maximum tax we can pay and all of these other things. But the reason we're going to do that is so you can build youth clubs and football pitches and hospitals and all of this stuff. Like, this is... For example, say I am the the CEO, the head of Universal Music, and I know that if my company pays its full amount in tax, that tax will go to community radio stations. 
in this area which are going to help the local artists which is going to help them break mm-hmm. through and eventually those artists are going to end up signed to me anyway so all in all like we're, t- we're all eating like it, it it's like it's a, a win-win chain. yeah yeah like I'm more likely to want to get involved in that I think everyone needs to just work in greater collaboration to keep society going because it's either that or like I said yeah it's a pretty bleak future where we just go for money and people can't afford to, to buy stuff yeah but I still feel like that's gonna happen a lot more. Like, like even new companies, new brands, they will make certain mistakes similar to what Starbucks did. But now it's about learning from those mistakes. Do you know what I'm saying? And making sure the next time you do something like that, there's actually substance to it. Like, there's there's a deeper purpose. It's like, I have this thing where I say I try not to shoot aimlessly. You know what I'm mm. saying? So, like, if I'm going for something, like, I want to hit the nail on the head and, like, hit the target. Mm. I feel like that that whole race together campaign Starbucks did was just a, let's just throw it out there and see how it goes. Like, mm. they, it wasn't assertive. It wasn't like, okay, this is the message we're trying to get across. This is why we're doing this. This is how we're going to make a change and implement a change in the community. And, you know, they were just like, a, oh, this is a big issue in the world right now. Let's just throw a hashtag on a cup and see how it goes. Thank you, Scully, for joining us in our podcast today. I enjoyed speaking about conscious capitalism. Thank you very much for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. It's a great subject. So, Santos, how did you think that discussion went? I found it very, very interesting. I'm definitely going to look at, you know, every brand differently. Not not in a negative way, but I'm going to kind of have my guard up when I'm purchasing from brands. And if there is a brand that is contributing to the community or to society that I'm not supporting, then I will do my best to support brands like those. I feel like it definitely depends on the brand and how much effort they put into communities. It made me see it in a more positive light. Because before, I'm not going to lie, this is the best example that I can give. You know when people does do a good deed and then take a picture and post it on Instagram yeah, and say, yeah. oh, look, i done a good deed. I That's did, how yeah. I felt about it. But now I feel like in some cases it could be genuine. And when it's genuine, then it works. Thank you for listening to Vent Weekly. I've been Sabrina. And I've been Santos. And thanks a lot to Scully for coming on. You can find Scully on Twitter at IsThatScully. This episode was produced by the Vent production team, Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Moeed Majid and Ali Adlington. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent London Borough of Culture 2020. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.